We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Welcome to the Sports Social, where we do sports chats for everyone. And before Lib ducks off to maternity leave, does anyone duck off to maternity leave? Pretty, yeah, yeah. I'm ducking That's off. That's it. By the fourth time, you're ducking off to just have a baby. Just popping out. And then for come, a we can pop back in. <laughs> so before you pop off to maternity leave, we wanted to squeeze in one more chat with an exceptional female athlete who we're massive fans of. So on today's podcast, we're lucky enough to be speaking to Danelle Wallam, who is one of the fantastic players for the Queensland Firebirds. Welcome, Danelle. Thanks for having me, guys. Danelle, we have absolutely loved watching your season and career trajectory Yeah, progress since joining the Firebirds. But when I looked a little bit closer to your story, it just became so much more interesting to me because netball wasn't necessarily your first love. Can you tell us a bit about what sport was like when you were growing up and what sports you played? Yeah. So uh, growing up in a small country town, you just, you'd play basketball in summer and netball in winter, but netball was never something that I really took serious or was really that interested in. And I really only played it because all my friends were playing it and it was pretty much the only girl sport for winter. Growing up, I would always play like backyard cricket, football, just like with all my cousins in the street. And so I've always played like numerous different sports. And my dream was to always be a professional basketball player. And so I kind of went down the pathway of playing in the state basketball league for the Southwest Glamours. And we ended up, I think we won our first and only premiership um, in 2012, which was pretty cool, and that was an awesome experience. And then I got into working full time, and basketball kind of put on the back burner because I was just so caught up in my job. And yeah, I just kind of went on a different path away from sport, and didn't really play any sport for would have been maybe five years. Like no competitive sport; it was just social netball or social basketball. And then. I think it was 2018, I was playing for Waruna Demons and that was just our football netball club. And the coach, he actually plays state league netball in the men's league and he he knew a few coaches and he was like, why don't you go and play state league or at least try out? And he gave me the details for the coach and she invited me to their tryouts and turned up to the tryouts. I think I was a little bit late and the coach was like wondering like, oh, where is she? Is she going to turn up? And then I was just like, yeah, so shy. I could barely speak. And I think the coach, she, yeah, saw what I could do in the tryouts and let me know that I was going to be in the team. And I was, you know, overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, I really had no idea I was okay at netball. And then we um, started playing state netball for West Coast Warriors and I played for them for two years. Um, and we won back-to-back premierships in those years, 2019 and 2020. And then I think it was towards the end of my second season, Lorraine Ward, who was the coach, said to me like, oh, you need to go further. Would you be interested in going overseas to play in the UK? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. I've never even been out of Australia. Like I've barely gone out of WA. 
it was just a huge shock for me to even consider that. And then the more I, yeah, the more I thought about it, I spoke to my family and we were just like, you know what, like this is a great opportunity. And oh, I had a meeting with Dan Ryan. He was the coach for the team overseas at the time and he offered me a contract and I think it just went from there. I got my visa sorted and my first overseas trip was a solo trip to the UK to play netball and I was on a two-year deal with Leeds Rhinos um, with the option to opt out after my first year and I chose to opt out because my grandmother passed away towards the end of the season and it was just really hard to kind of uh, commit to another year overseas during that time and absolutely um, yeah and there was a deadline on when I had to sign or for my second year and I was like oh I, I really can't leave the family right now like I'm not in a good headspace to travel overseas alone and mm. I decided that I would just yeah, avoid my second year and I never got a contract anywhere else I only got training partner at West Coast Fever and so I was prepared to come back and play state league again for West Coast Warriors and it was January, I got a message on Instagram from Megan, who was the coach here at Firebirds last year, and she, yeah, just asked if I'd be interested in a temporary contract. And at the time, it was only going to be a six-week contract because they had told me that Romelda was, was injured, team, and I, was, yeah. yeah, she was injured, and they just needed some help during preseason to train against a, a holding shooter. And I was like, decided then I'd pack up my life and move over to Queensland and when I arrived here um, Megs was like oh I should probably tell you Romelda's not actually injured she's pregnant so there could be an opportunity for you to stay longer and I remember the first thing I said was like I've only packed for six weeks like, oh. well, I don't <laughs> I know all my things <laughs> so now I'm here in my second year with Firebirds and yeah enjoying every moment of it I am just in awe of like, because I knew you'd had quite this trajectory in terms of, of your netball career, but I had no idea that you spent like five years out of sport altogether and it was just yeah. a, it was just a kind of a random thing to go and try out for a state Yeah, league. I think that's, that's absolutely magic. But what <laughs> I love about watching you play is that you're so dynamic. Like netball is this fierce competition anyway it's so fast so furious but you bring this dynamic basketball like energy to the way that you play has that been something that you just kind of comes naturally to you from your experiences growing up yeah it definitely does just come naturally and I find myself like even chatting to the girls about like netball and I'm using basketball terms and I don't really know the netball terms still and I'm trying to get better at, you know, using netball terms so that they can understand me better as well. But I don't know, I just, because I've literally like just grown up focusing on basketball, that's been like all I knew for so long and, you know, like I'll find myself just doing a, a layout just out of instinct. And yeah. It just, yeah, it just happens. But I, um, I found a way to use it to my advantage because, like, I don't want to be, like, a predictable holding shooter. So it helps me being able to change it up and being unpredictable. So I um, definitely use it to my advantage. Danelle, what was it like for you to step into a team that was so, I guess, deeply rooted in netball? Like, these are players who yeah. probably played their entire lives and live and breathe it and and you're yeah. definitely qualified to be there but also not necessarily coming out of that 
netball culture. How how did it feel yeah. to step into the Firebirds after having nowhere near as much as experience as those players? Yeah. yeah, it was a huge shock. And, like, I've had no experience in, like, a professional environment like a Firebird. So last year was, like, a huge learning season for me. I was learning something new every week. And for me, my mindset was just to, you know, keep taking every opportunity and just run with it. And that's all I could do. And I just felt so supported here at Firebird from the staff and from the players. And I think that probably was the biggest help in the transition over into a, you know, a fully professional environment. I am also interested because, I mean, obviously you've had that incredible support, which I, I just really feel like netball has created a culture of support, which is interesting yeah. because, you know, being an all-female code, you you wonder whether it can be become maybe bitchy or, you know, very yeah. um, competitive and things like that. But you've also stepped into the diamonds as well. And yeah. it's, I, I just, it never ceases to amaze me what a beautiful culture and how supportive everyone is on and off yeah. the court. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you get to know each other so well because you're around each other every day and, you know, you want the best for your teammates. And I think that's what creates a really great culture here at Firebirds and in diamonds, you know. We all just want the best for the team and there's no like big name players in the team. It's just everyone is all equal and I think that's amazing to be part of that environment as well and be fully supported by the team, the staff and, you know, one of our values is being sisters in arms and that's really like I really felt that when I was in that environment. Is that an intentional Mantra. Man, yeah, mantra and, and you know, conscious uh, decisions made by netball, whether it be the Firebirds or the Diamonds, to instill that into the athletes or is it just something that is coming naturally from the athletes? I'm, I'm not too sure because, like, I have not been in the netball world so long. So from my experience, I think it's always just been instilled to have your teammates back. Like, you don't even have to be the best of friends or support, but, like, when you're in this environment, you've got each other's back. And I think that's what makes, you know, great teams is like everyone plays for each other. Danelle, you're obviously really close with your family and have yeah. had to move all around the country and, in fact, the across world. the world uh, in, your, in your short but fabulous netball career. How do you <laughs> adapt to being so far away from home? Yeah, um, that was probably one of my biggest struggles was moving away from my family and normally I'd only live like a couple of hours away but being like you know on the other side of the world I um struggled at the start but then you just get used to it and you know you have face time and stuff like that which helps but also I think I was lucky enough to go into teams like the Leeds Rhinos and Firebirds who have become my second family and they know you know how hard it is to be away from family so they are fully supportive and, you know, if I'm upset, I've always got one of the girls to hang out with or even over in Leeds, I was living with a few of the teammates. So I think there was like five of us in one house, which was hectic. But like for me, it was really good to feel like I had family around me. But yeah, it was really difficult, even like on a cultural sense, like being away from my country and feeling disconnected, but it just makes you know, holidays and going home so much special now and just, you know, when they get to visit, when my family gets to visit, it's always special showing them, you know, how I live on the other side of 
Australia, I guess, yeah. Is is living overseas or travelling overseas something that you would entertain in the future? Like I can imagine if you'd never been overseas and you got to go over for netball, was what yeah. was that experience like? It was a great experience. I enjoyed every moment and for me it was where I kind of like learnt how to be that professional athlete like it was my transition into being a fully professional athlete and so I learned you know the commitment you needed to the club and to the team and just stuff like that and even off court I had a great experience with everyone and I had planned to do like just some traveling while I was in the UK as well but because of COVID that got cancelled so I've always said I'd like to end my career probably back over overseas. I love that when you were growing up, you played all kinds of sports and it sounds like that's been a real feature for you. Tell me how you feel about sport and participation. You know, sport is, for me, it's like a safe place. Like I feel like I'm a completely different person when I'm playing some sort of sport. I'm normally like a, a really shy person, you know, just in general. And then when I get on the court, I'm like, I don't know, I've got like an alter ego and it's like a beast mode, I guess. Beast um, mode, so me, love like, that. <laughs> yeah, so for me, sport is just like like an outlet and you can truly be yourself. And I think, you know, it's so important that kids can participate in, in sports wherever they are. And I think that's something I'd like to work with is, you know, getting Indigenous kids into sport and staying in sport. And I feel very lucky that I got to play. Like I had so many cousins and we were always playing some sort of sport, some competitive sports. And I think that helped me with my um, competitiveness now. <laughs> well, I was just going to, I mean, that's a perfect segue into the next question that I, I wanted to ask, which was what advice would you give to to young people who want to get into sport professionally? Yeah, um, I always say like take every opportunity because you just never know where it will lead to and that's something that I've kind of lived by in my short netball career journey, I guess. So it's just, yeah, you know, if you get knocked back on a team, like keep trying, like don't give up, don't let that end your passion, you know, keep trying. Danelle Wallum, you're an absolute legend. and An inspiration. It's just it's fabulous what you've done and it's fabulous to think about what you're going to do in the next five years. We can't wait to see you play and bring that amazing energy you bring to the court. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me, lady. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Sports Social. We so enjoy bringing you these episodes and if you have a friend who you think would enjoy these sports chats, please share it with them and let them know about us. And we absolutely love receiving your feedback and your reviews. It totally lights us up. If you are enjoying this kind of sports content, head over to our Instagram page at the Sports Social Podcast. Otherwise, we will chat to you next week. Bye.